One, two, one, two. Now here we go. You know what time it is? Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. Welcome back to the Frankie Lee Podcast. And have we got another treat for you today? So guys, I know it's one of them in things right now where every man and his dog wants to set up an online brand and have, you know, it's drop ship clothes out of China, put them all over the world, put their branding on them. And I know it's one of them in things, but I thought what better person to have on a podcast than the man himself, Jason Daniel, who's actually done this to a high level of degree, not in, not in terms of drop shipping or anything like that, but just set up a high level brand online and absolutely took it to the next level. So Jason Daniel, LSKD, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. It's uh, great to be here. Yeah. Is that, is that, is that an all right intro? Yeah, you did well. You did well. You, yeah, you pumped me up a bit. Yeah, Shit. Mate, I, was, I, was, I was picking you up, mate. You're, you did you're, great. You're an extreme sports guy. So like, uh, I just feel that you've got to have kind of an extreme, <laughs> extravagant, you know, buzzed Yeah, it depends up. on the day. depends on the day. It's, yeah, mate. but I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the best place to obviously start with you is obviously like your your sports brand. I, I didn't, it started off as Loose Kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that was a nickname that you picked up at school and, and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. When I was in high school. So it was a, just a word we use, like that's loose. Hey kid. And it just came from that. It never actually came from a, like, and I mean, it had, had a meaning. It was just, it was a bunch of fun when we were growing up as kids and it kind of evolved from there. So how did you, how did you get, but how do you even get on to taking on the name loose kid then? Is it just because you were like uh, a wild, I mean, uh, yeah, wild yeah. animal? <laughs> I started telling it a little bit more, but I mean, no, I wasn't. And I wasn't, uh, I suppose it wasn't too crazy loose, but uh, I, I was actually around 12 years old and I used to ride BMX with a lot of guys that were quite older than me, about 17, 18. And one of them went off Corey Bowen to win three X Games dirt gold medal. And he grew up in Shaler Park in Logan and I grew up in Canubia. And I used to ride at this skate park, KP skate park every day after school in grade eight, nine. And, uh, and we were at these jumps in the rang down the Gold Coast. And they were quite big. I think maybe, I mean, I was a grommy, but I, they would have been like 20 foot, I think, uh, doubles and I was coming up short and because I was the kid out of the group, they're like, you're riding loose today, kid. And that kind of, I don't really remember too much, but I just remember that's kind of how it evolved. And then I finally got into riding motocross when I was around 14. I could finally afford to buy a bike. I think I was telling you, you know, worked at the local BP service station and then my grandparents went halves with me to be able to buy a bike because I just wanted to become a motocross athlete. Yeah. Uh, and then it just kind of just was a word we used. We just were just saying it is fun. I mean, we were, uh, you know, and it started from just, you know, we'd be riding BMX to and from school every day. We'd be at the tracks and it'd be like, oh, that's loose. Hey, kid. And then it was uh, MSN days uh, that anyone might remember. Yeah, and man, we were just- I, I I remember. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> and we were just chatting online, and, a, and a, one of the guy, one of the guys I rode with from the Gold Coast, uh, Reedy Creek, was like, "Hey, you should turn this into a brand." And I'm like, "What's a? What, what do you mean? What's, What's a brand?" A brand? Like, yeah. I didn't have this, you know, strategy around wanting to build this big, you know, business. And I mean, you're talking back in 2002, and I finished school in 03, so. Uh, you know, there wasn't e-commerce that, you know, it was coming up, but I wasn't into any of that. I, you know, I, I, you know, two years out of school, I became a carpenter, you know, and started a carpentry apprenticeship and I feel you. Yeah. Feel you. And just wanted to be a professional motocross athlete. So I was training in the gym 
almost every day. If I wasn't, I was, you know, mountain biking. I was, you know, practicing when I could. I was racing on weekends. I was traveling all over Queensland and even New South Wales. Like I was, that was my life, you know, it was working on bikes, racing and, you know, trying to become an athlete essentially and, uh, and learn that. So it, w- it was something on the side that was there. And then 07, uh, I, you know, we, we transitioned it to LKI and, uh, decided I wanted to put effort into it and thought I can do something with this. We want some clothes to wear. So just talk to me, just, just going back there a second. When, it, was it at a point when you you was there a point there that you realised okay I'm I'm not going to be a professional athlete at this so I need to find something else yeah, that's to a fill good question. my purpose yeah it's a good question actually it was I mean uh, I wanted it so bad and I grew up with a friend of mine uh, Dan Reardon who uh, you know he won so many Australian titles rode for factory teams and he got paid and I was lucky enough to practice with him so he would. Uh, he would set up, uh, we'd go practicing, we'd, we'd, we'd cut tracks in the bush, uh, like a sand track in the middle of nowhere, and it, me and him, and he'd, he'd, he'd give me a whole lap head start and lap me, uh, and that was his game of like, keep trying to lap me, and I got quick, pretty quick, but I was never at that level, so I think, I don't know what year it was around then, but it, to be honest, it was probably around 2010 when I realized, so it was still a fair way when I was like, you know what, I, I, this isn't me, I haven't got this in me, and you know, I broke a ton of bones, um, you know, ended up in hospital a bunch, was, you know, uh, laugh about it to one of the guys the other day, you know, I'd be on, on, on a job site and uh, I'd had a crash the day before and hurt my right shoulder and that's where I held a framing gun. So I'd be on the site just getting the other apprentice to kind of cover for me so I could use my left arm with a framing gun because I couldn't move my right arm for the day. So, and, and But, that, but I'd had taken too much time off yeah. work, so I had to like find a way to go to work. And that's costing you a lot of money at the same point, you know? Yeah. Because obviously if you... If, and it, Obviously, I can relate to you because I'm a carpenter myself, yeah, first and yeah. foremost, right? So I know that me, I was in, I was, I was in the boxing gym, right? Yeah. And if you get injured in a boxing gym, like you've been sparring or something, and yeah. then you get you get injured, and it affects you earning a living. Now, if your if your living's on the tools, using your hands, correct? That's that's something that you know you have to really be conscious about. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I would. I, I remember dislocating my finger on a Saturday practicing, and you know, having to take a few days off work, and my boss would be off yeah. it, or I'd have a. You know, I didn't crash all the time. I wasn't that loose. But when you're trying to compete at that level, accidents happen, you know. You, you, you're going you, at you, that you high go, level. You go into the nth degree, aren't you? Because you're, every when you're in a race, you're pushing pushing yourself and your body yeah. further than you, you've ever pushed in any practice. Yeah, I mean, your heart rate's maxing out. You're, you know, 40 bikes to the first turn. You're probably going maybe 60, 70 kilometers an hour to a first turn. Uh, you know, those times my brother, I got ran over by like three or four bikes. And my little brother thought I was dead. Like he was like, he, he freaked out when he saw me in a crash. Uh, you know, getting run over by a ton of bikes. And, I, you know, I think that day I'd done something to my ankle. And, you know, and, and I think it, it did. It got to the point, I mean, it wasn't so much, I think, I don't know, I think I think I realized in 2010 and even in 07 when I started going, you know what, I want to do something with this brand. And, you know, it was before work at 4.35 in the morning, I'd be up emailing and trying to, you know, get find a way to find where to make t-shirts essentially and then at lunchtime i'd be on the phone ringing magazines back then or just finding ways you know ringing retail stores trying to sell product or and then i'd finish work and i'd go to the gym and then i'd get back on my computer after working on my bike and then that was that was the point then so you thought oh seven was the point i was like let's let's send it let's send it let's let's start this brand yeah so you kicked it off as what brand so uh, in 07, LKI. So we had this logo that we ended up paying from a designer like $30 uh, and he did a bunch of other stuff. And then, so from 07 to 18 was LKI and the journey. Um, I decided to go part-time um, with when I was a chippy of my apprenticeship, but I knew I couldn't afford to, I knew I couldn't afford to, you know, work on, you know, LKI two days a week and go to TAFE two days a week because I need to finish and then work yeah. one day because TAFE, 
to me it was a which, waste which of time. Is, which is college to anyone out there in college, America, yeah, or America or the UK. So I ended up doing it at competency base, so I didn't have to go to college. So I could work three days a week to make money yeah. and then do two days a week on a passion that I wanted to turn into my career. Uh, it got to the point uh, I couldn't work for the same boss. He wouldn't let me do it. So I had like a group of five different carpenters uh, and I would just call them and be like, hey, you need work this week? And I had like a main builder that would, you know, that I got the competency base to sign off because I was like, I'm getting my ticket, but I'm never coming back. And, and it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, Isaac in the office, our content creator, you know, I, in 2009, the last kind of year of it, I worked for his dad, you know, and then full circle, he's with the brand as, you know, runs our social media. So it's pretty cool and special to see that. Um, and, um, yeah. And then, and then, I mean, in 2010, I snapped my wrist, uh, you know, ended up on combined insurance money. If anyone that was an athlete, uh, you could get combined, which essentially uh, it paid for my schoolies. Week. It was epic. You know, you broke a bone, you got paid. I think I got like $10,000 for wrecking my collarbone. Um, you know, so I it, think I'd rather have the collarbone to <laughs> Yeah, 100%. I mean, but when you got an injury, you're like, oh, well, at least I'm making some money. Uh, anyway, it, uh, in 2010, I was like, I'm not going back. Like, I'm going to, we're going to go. And we started growing. And, um, you know, it was my mum and I. She was a massive help back then. Um, and then I, uh, yeah, started, I, I wasn't a designer. So I had to find someone to help me design. And Scotty, our production manager today, was our first team member back then that was working like a day a week. That's all we could afford. And yeah, it was awesome. We just, man, we were just winging it and just learning. It was just, just so, having fun. So essentially then the first thing that you did was you, you got this logo designed and you just started to screen print it on T-shirts. Oh, I mean, we didn't even have screen printers. We had to find them. We had to find everything, you know. And and I don't get people messaging me, "Where do you start?" I mean, we we like I had people like we we and we got man back then we got ripped off. Like people charging us well over and above we should be paying for. People just saying they'll do it for us. And we started to realize that. I mean, it got to a point. I mean, this is a long time ago, and I'm trying to look back on it. But I'd, I'd really appreciate it. I mean, I jumped in the car and drove down the Gold Coast, driving around looking for screen printing logos to find them. And I, and I actually walked into one print and wear. Uh, it would have been like, I can't remember, 09 or something. And I was like, and I walked in, I was like, hey guys, you do screen printing? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, we print that to you. And I was like, fuck, no way. <laughs> cool. Can you print my stuff direct now so I don't go through this guy that's charging me double? So this guy was outsourcing our stuff. And uh, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah. got in the car. Like, I think it was just, I had this will that I was going to find a way and nothing was going to stop me. And whatever doubt there was, it was just like you had your bad days and you just block it out and you keep going and you just kept learning and you, you know, and being, I suppose, racing, you met a lot of athletes and I got to travel a lot and I got to go to America and travel with athletes in America and, you know, build amazing connections, which taught me about sponsorship. I had my own sponsors when I raced. So it taught me about how to like work with different sponsors and gear sponsors. And I was so lucky to have that because I was an apprentice carpenter. So I had no money and so I got a lot but, of free product but, but it taught me but that- what you did have is you did have the 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 learnings that you'd picked up for your for your racing to, to be able to communicate with these people at a higher yeah, build level relationships and how to talk to top athletes and and how to you know and how to you know see product on people when you didn't have any money so you had to build relationships with them to say you know it was essentially saying hey we you know we just love what you do we're massive fans and they, you know, they and if you like this hat, wear it. Yeah, it was like, hey, if you wear it. So, I mean, it, it, it was just this journey. And, you know, you, you try, I try and look back on it now because it is really exciting where, where Ellis Katie's headed. And, you know, go, wow, that, that step we took there really helped us years down the track. Like, it, it, you know, I call it like the – I never went to university. So, I call it like an on-the-job MBA, essentially. Like, I, I was a huge apprenticeship. And without what we did over the last 10-plus years, we wouldn't be in the position we are today. You see, most e-commerce brands in the activewear space 
I would say are probably three to five years old at max that yeah, you see yeah. now on social media. Yeah. Right. Would yeah. you say? Yeah. Yeah. They're quite young. Cause I never even, I, I, I did a fair bit of research, found out you're a loose kid and all this, that and the other. I never had any idea that you'd been going longer than 10 years. No, we haven't like, really shared it. We kind of just, and we, and we were never ones to really promote ourselves in that sway with like, the media and that sort of stuff. I mean, we've always kind of tried to stay quite humble with what we do and, you know, just, you know, just get, get our brand out there with what we do in our community essentially. So it's only now we're really starting to like make waves. I mean, we, you know, we were, I mean, we started wholesale. So I would drive and sell to retailers and, you know, we'd, we'd make product and catalogs and we'd sell to retail. So I would drive on the road and sell. And this is when you were sourcing locally, right? Yeah, yeah. So we were still making pretty much locally until 2010, and then I and then I, uh, yeah, I think I was telling you like I, I got the opportunity to go on a ski trip uh, to the Red Bull House, stay there, and um, you yeah, got to go heli skiing uh, with a bunch of guys that were just weapons on snowboards, and it was my second time snowboarding, and we got to go heli skiing, and they're like, just tick your tent. I'm like, fuck righto, cool, I'm coming. I was a bit slow, but <laughs> I'm going with these guys at a rip, and then uh, one of the guys was a production manager of a really big brand. And I just built a great relationship with him that week. And then I got back and I didn't even know what a production manager was back then. And uh, he CC'd me in a bunch of emails with these suppliers. And, you know, I'm very grateful for it. And I haven't spoken to him for quite a few years, but, uh, you know. So, that, so that's when you started to get into the manufacturing in off, Australia or offshore? Offshore manufacturing. And then I started traveling to, you know, China and different places and learning and building relationships. And, you know, I've been there, you know, dozens of times and you know got to learn into their culture and understand production and product and so walk me through what it looks like to go and seek manufacturing in somewhere like china because i've heard yeah. so many mixed opinions on this from people who sell on amazon for people who bring products in for for, for white label yeah lots of different things but obviously you are building a product that that where you go source the fabric in china or source yeah. this source that make this and put things together so yeah you're, you've gone really in depth because mm-hmm, you yeah. have tech packs and everything. Yeah. And I really want to get the inside <laughs> detail on, on how that, well, I want to see how that looks. Yeah. I mean, you know, everyone wants to go offshore and think, oh, you're going to get it crazy cheap. It's, it's actually not about how cheap you can get it. You can actually do some really intricate detailing and quality and different things over there because they have the machinery that we don't, you know, essentially as well. So, um, I mean, I bought, I bit my time a long time to, to find, the right suppliers. I didn't just rush it. I didn't go, all right, we're going over there and we're going to make thousands of units. Like we, we didn't, we couldn't afford to, you know, we were so small. And so I, I mean, that was the pinnacle shift to being able to kind of make some better product. Uh, you know, we met a headwear manufacturer, FlexFit, and, you know, we end up building a relationship. So now we have a contract with FlexFit. The cap you're wearing is our own custom fit, you know, that we've developed with them. Um, it, it just, I mean, it, you gotta you gotta take your time and and build relationships. I think it's you know going over there. It is. It's all about building relationships and friendships. I mean, I got a I got a gift from one of our suppliers where you know she I, she follow, I follow her. We're on face we're Facebook friends and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. friends on Instagram and uh, she took my photo off uh, of you know when my wife when we you know released my wife was pregnant. And my other you know my little two and a half year old Hendrix was there in the photo. She took it. And she like got it. She oil painted it and sent it over as a gift. You know for Christmas to say Merry Christmas and thank you. Right so. Because obviously we have like this connection with our crew. Yeah, they're like yeah, our yeah. team over there, so we have this real genuine connection with them over there. Like we, man, we even talk on Instagram. You know, people think it's this whole thing, crazy world. Like you know, we talk to them even on Instagram DM. Like they've, they've become friends, and I think when you're dealing, you know, it, it, it's it's. I don't know much about the dropship world. I've gone the complete other way, where we we want to yeah. control our destiny. You know, we yeah. want to control our. You know, we. we essentially we're like control you know control how do i say it 
you, you, know, you want to make sure that- we need to manage our core competency right now because you know we are so focused on our community and our customer and you know we're learning around like you know how to you know we're shipping product from our warehouse we you know we design in-house we market in-house we've built a team and you know we've you know and and through even times like covid we were able to create you know we hired uh we were able to hire some amazing people that got made redundant you know through covid and so many and help change their lives and help grow their careers. We you know, we we had probably and fifteen get, and people put, join and put there was purpose probably, back into them as well. Yeah, and be a part of something which is really exciting. So I mean, yeah, we 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 we've decided to go a different way where we want to you know we want to control it and, and in terms of which we can control our brand message and you know and the and be brands a part of that. that win on the long term though, Jace. Yeah, they tend to be the brands that do it all in house and do keep it like it, it you know. Intricate details in there. Yeah, they keep the packaging. They they put the time into you. You're. I'm going to get you to tell this story in a bit, but you were telling me about the postage thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, on Black Friday, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. but but it's those little details along the journey that obviously you know you put you put things in, put things in, put things in. But but when the customer gets a product at the back end, they do notice it. I noticed it when you bought me that box of goods there. I'll put it. I'll put it on Instagram. Show people what I'm talking about. But look at how the box is packed and the, and the quote on the inside of the box and yeah. how it looks and the aesthetics and how it's yeah. presented. It 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 when you you look forward to that as a as someone who's just gone to spend two hundred and fifty dollars. When you're opening it, you have a feel. You have a feeling attached to a brand. Yeah. When you drop ship a product and you not. And and as a you customer, notice that. You, oh, fuck, I do. Yeah, yeah, because you just don't get that same attention yeah. to detail. Yeah. You can tell it. Well, they're generic. essentially just trying to sell product to make money, right? I yeah. Mean, when we when we started, we never got in it for the money. We didn't. I didn't start this brand going. I I have when I initially started in the early days. It was how do you actually make money of selling a fifty dollar t shirt? You know, on scale. Like I, I didn't yeah. know what scale was, whatever that word was back then. I mean, so you know, it was a passion. Like we, we, you know, with our mission of inspiring people to chase the vibe. Now, we didn't. I didn't even know what a mission was back then, and and values were. But it took me a long time to understand all this. But we were doing it back then, but not actually being able to explain it in a way that. You know, we love getting out and chasing the vibe through sports fitness and well, action sports fitness and adventure. You know, and 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 that's how we kind of shaped our journey and. You know, when we transitioned from LKI to LSKD, uh, you know, we were making a ton of products. We were making life jackets, motocross gloves. We were doing it all. You know, we had a bit of sportswear. We had, you know, we we, we had just just wear. trying to find out where you fit in. Yeah, we were in different. You know, we were in major retailers. We were in, you know, independents. We were in a bunch of retailers, and we had an online business, and and we were just kind of almost trying to make product to be able to do what we loved, but not realizing that we didn't need to be in do everything for everyone and. It kind of took me a long time to understand that. And in, in 2018, a part of the shift was like, well, everyone loved the logo. You know, we listened, was chatting offline. Uh, you yeah. know, the, we yeah. listened to our, our customer and our community and our ambassadors and our team around. Because you had, you had at this point two brands running side by side. Pretty much, yeah. We had L- LSKD and LKI. Like, we would make sure if we had LSKD, there was a little LKI logo under it. And then it got to the point where we were like, okay, well, it's essentially two logos. We're going to have to pick one and just focus on that. And we went out and asked everyone, which one do you like better? Like, what do you like better? And everyone said, I like LSKD better. And we're like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's change it. I mean, um, let's, you know, let's change it. Let's change everything. And let's, 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 let's clear out everything else that we feel doesn't tie to the brand. And when we initially started the brand, we were making street and sportswear. You know, we, we trained it in the gym. We'd go to the track in it. We'd, we'd wear it to clubs. You know, when we, you know, we were, you know, in, a, in early 20s, we'd wear it to clubs and, you know, we'd go to music festivals and, you know, you'd sleeve a t shirt because, you know, that's, 
yeah, it was just, we're just having a bunch of fun and chasing the vibe. So we, you know, we went, you know what, let's go back to that. And Dylan, our design manager, he, uh, you know, he raced motocross, he's big into fitness and we'd have these long conversations with him and the team. And we'd like, you know what, let's go back to where we, where we started. Like, let's really use the past of what our heritage was and be very like appreciative of that where we kind of probably weren't and go like, like, let's use this to create this brand. This brand is a reflection of the everyday athlete and who we are. And let's use the heritage to build this and create a mission of inspiring people. Because I know when I see someone go out and do something amazing or, you know, be a part of it, it inspires me to want to, you know, to do something. You just want to do more, don't you? You want to be be a part of it. You want to do so. It's like, well, that's what we are essentially, you know, like we want to inspire people to get out and chase the vibe. And it's the same as, you know, with our team. I mean, you know, we, it was funny. We, we've just started this LSKD run club and it's just started. I saw that on Instagram, you know, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, we, 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 you know, it just started from, uh, you know, one of the boys we go run, I go running with and Lockheed Digital Marketing said to, you know, one of the other boys, hey, can I come running with you? And he's like, yeah. And then I was like, hey, can I come? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And then we went from my place a couple of times and I'm like, we should just start a Slack chat within the company and then see, see who wants to come and who wants to come. And and then we'll, we'll do it up the road where they do a, you know, park run at near our office. There's actually a park run they already do there, but we'll, we'll, we'll just do it on a Tuesday at five 30 and you know, like 21 people come, I think it was on Tuesday and it it just creates culture, doesn't it? Yeah. And it was like, how do we get together out of work and, and, and exercise and, you know, not everyone's at a different pace and it's, it's like no strings attached. You don't have to come. And eventually now we've got people outside the community. Can we come? And eventually we'll be like, let's open it up. And, you know, we, we're, we're building a new office around the corner on the highway, which is really exciting. And we're going to do something from there and invite the community. And yeah, it's just like, I enjoy it and it motivates me. I mean, I, I'm training for a triathlon and I sure as hell don't like running, but I have to run. Uh, so going there <laughs> on a Tuesday kind of motivates me because I'm running with everyone on the team and, you know, everyone's high-fiving as we're running and, and it's just, it's, it's a good vibe and we finish running, the endorphins are rushing, you know, we're just... It's, it's, it, I mean, that, that's essentially what we are, you know, and I, I and I think that, it, it, and it falls over our like pillars of who we, what we stand for as a brand. So, was it really hard though going into the brand that you've built up over, say, five, six, seven years at this point and really going into it and saying, right, that's, that bit's got to go and that bit's got to go and we've got to remove that and we've got to remove that? Yeah. Or was it, or was it really refreshing from your point of view? <laughs> I think a bit of both. Um, I mean, I started to gain some financial knowledge. Um, I didn't, you know, I wasn't, you know, as everyone, like when you start a business, you need to understand the financial side. And I yeah. didn't have a lot of financial knowledge or people around me. My mum could only do so much. And she was an amazing help. She's no longer in the business now. And, you know, but she was an amazing help in the early days. And I ended up getting a, a CFO on a day a week in 2018. And, you know, anyone that is starting a brand, I can recommend as financial knowledge is everything to understand the numbers yeah um, to understand your weekly cash flows and everything exactly like and, and uh you know matt geldard has been a huge help and he you know we talk every day uh and um you know i was on the phone to him on the way down here uh you know talking about different strategies and things we're working on so it, it, it he kind of started to look at things differently and i was like oh yeah i didn't think of that or why am i doing that and started to understand different things in margins etc and so it then started to become real clear going, well, if we want to build a great business, we, we, we do, you know, we need, we need to be, you, know, you need to be profitable so you can keep growing and yeah. you can give amazing careers for your team. And I can have an amazing career and grow my career with my team and, and, uh, and, and essentially understand what we're doing. So that actually played a big part of it is understanding the financial side a lot more. Um, was it hard? Taken out, yeah, it was. But was it was it better? It was yeah, because I could have a clear focus on one thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not yeah. be like, okay, today we're doing this, today we're doing this, today we're doing this. Where you know people say, oh, you got to have multiple things, but it's like if you just get one thing right, 
and just yeah, focus on that. I know. Then maybe when you get that right, then start thinking about it. It's always else. the one thing. It's, yeah. al- it's always the one thing. If you look at anyone successful, they've inherently done or whatever you perceive to be success for you, obviously. Yeah. But if you look at the person that's, that's most successful to you, they focused on one thing, got massive success in it. And then once they'd had success in it, then maybe when they, when they'd cashed out a little bit from that, maybe they'd had other things. Yeah. And I, and I, and I look at it as, you know, we're, we're just getting started. The journey's so exciting. Um, you know, and, and it's, just, it's just literally, we're just getting started. It's such a, it's such an exciting time, but when there's an opportunity for me to do something else or a new category in the business or something where we're looking at or chatting about, I go, well, hang on, imagine if I just focus that energy into that, how much better could we make that? You know, yep. so I always I go back and ask those questions. Uh, you know, if there's, you know, someone wants me to, you know, there's an opportunity, you know, opportunities come up all the time and I go, well, that's great. But if I actually put 120% into back into that, the return on, you know, growing to the next level will be much greater and growing our team and their careers, et cetera, will be much greater. So let's, okay, no, 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 you know, stay focused. Let's Jace. Like that, don't go off that. track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I used to do that a lot in the early days was like go down here and it, and it can be from different product categories, you know, or different things because developing a product takes time. You know, it can take minimum nine months to develop 12 months. You know, we're working nine months to 12 months in advance developing products. So, Give me a bit of a rundown of the development process of a product like that you're talking about. So over the nine months, what are the main stages that, you know, a product like, let's just take this hat, for instance, that I'm wearing. Yeah. Epic, epic hat, by the way. You should definitely Thanks, go. I'll, I'll put a link in the, I'll put a link in the description. <laughs> Thanks, bro. But the, it's my favorite. I have about 10 of them. I have like yeah, a training hat, uh, a daily hat. I, I think one. I might be getting 10 of them as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but give me, give me, yeah. because obviously th- this, you said that you designed the fit and everything like that. So run yeah. me through what the nine months of, of, of building a product like this looks like. So it depends on the product, I suppose, if we're developing a fabric from the ground up, especially with our women's wear tights, that takes a lot, that, that, that's a solid. If it's a product we've already developed like a fit, sometimes it's just upping a colorway and going, okay, well, we want to offer that in a new color option. And it's just making sure we get a fabric sample and check the fabric sample, then get a full, you know, proto sample. And then, you know, then we get, you know, then we get the, pretty much place an order then we get a production sample to approve and then then you know then it gets shipped so um when we're developing a product from the ground up uh so i mean how do i explain an example i mean we're working on october november now so monday right. i was working on november with you know with our design team yeah so that's like initial stage of pretty much building a catalog and how it looks and 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 aligning it to each category within the business of what we do within sportswear and then our street sides of the brand that ties back in so where initial design stage, as in we've got the designs presented, so I had the design, I mean, designs were presented to me. Yeah. Um, we were working together on it, and then we did an approval process. We're pretty much 95% there. The team go back and create all the tech packs, measurement specs. If we're creating new fits, we've got to create those fits from the ground up and measuring specs. Tech pack gets sent to our supplier, essentially. Uh, our supplier comes back with a first proto. We take it back. We do fittings. We'll test it. We'll even train in it. Yeah, test yeah, it, yeah, test yeah. it, Just- test it. Go back with notes. Uh, they'll come back with another sample. Sometimes we've got to go back again and again and again to get it right. Sometimes we could iterate something five, six, seven times. Sometimes it could be twice. So and this is just for like one piece of clothing correct, per piece. Correct. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. might have a hundred pieces in a monthly collection. In a collection. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's a big job to make sure that, and you know, when we, like you said before, when a product comes to the front door of our community, we want them when they put it on to go, oh my God, like this fits amazing. The fabric feels amazing. I feel great in it. And, you know, I can either, tr- you know, train in the gym in it or I can wear it on the daily, you know, and I, I think 
that's a big thing where you don't want to you don't want to skimp on things like you've got to put the time in so there's times where we haven't released product so we, we so, I mean we've made some you know, or, you know everyone makes mistakes but we were meant to release a collection with a bunch of new products like tights um, yeah we released a collection with no tights so we just, had just because the tights we, weren't right because we just weren't happy with it we were like you know what the, the customer is more important here it's not about like it's about long term of our brand. We think about it in five to ten years time. Do you know? So, but you can still put in last season's tights that were right in. Well, that we, you know, we, yeah, we have like our core styles, but we might be dropping a new colorway, and we just yeah, weren't yeah, happy yeah. with the fit. The fit yeah. didn't come right out of the fabric, so we, we we've pulled it and gone. You know what? We know we're not going to sell this, and, and we may have just ended up canceling it and saying we're not going to do that. But there's times that's happened. You know, because you know you want to you know you want to get it right, but sometimes you just don't, and you've got to go back to the drawing board. It might take another two to three months to get it right. So we've had to put it on the back. Like we're still working on it, but the date we wanted to release it, and that's why the time you have is better to plan. I mean, this is at the next stage of it all, right? I mean, we, we've spent years understanding product development and, you know, it's taken us quite a long time to understand each in intricate detail. I mean, you could talk about it all day. I mean, I'm not even that good at it. My team are like phenomenal. They're better than me at it now. That, they focus. That, that's what they do every there's, day. There's a couple of points in that that I want to bring up to the audience is the fact that the first thing, the last thing you said there was my team are better at it. And I think there's, that's, there's, there's something in that because ultimately it's like – Jimmy with this podcast, yeah, he edits all the content because yeah. he's better at it than me. Yeah. And you've got staff that are better at designing because you know that that's, that's what they're better at. Yeah. And we were even talking about the hashtags earlier. Now now you're saying is chase a vibe, right? But before that, it was something different. You it was created, live the lifestyle, yeah. Live the lifestyle, right? And then when you put it to the community, the, the, the hashtag that your, that your people that are, that are essentially better at you at certain areas of your brand – that you've paid to be there to be better. I've, I've created a hashtag that's that's banged harder for you than the one. Before. Yeah, well, and it meant and everyone resonated with it so much more. They were like, "This is cooler." Like, I like this. I'm like, you know what? They, and that's I, powerful. I it's powerful, isn't it? Yeah, and 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 yeah. Going back to that, I mean, humility is a big thing, and it's something within our values. You know, no one's bigger than the team. You know, we we we, we no one has an office. I mean, I, I sit on the end of someone's desk at the moment. You know, I don't even have my own office, and I'm not going to at our new office because it has some waste of square meter space. I can work anywhere, but. Yeah. Um, um, you know, yeah, that, that, that's something I've had to learn and I think I was chatting about it um, coming from working, you know, as a carpenter on a job site. I never I, I never got to work within a group environment. Yeah, you never office worked and, with people. In a- yeah, like I'd worked with people, but I didn't understand to the other side of it. So I had to learn, you know. But I made it, It's a different working of- with people on site than it – because <laughs> on, completely different. On, on site, you, you're just bantering 24-7 because, because no one wants to be a carpenter really. There's yeah. not many passionate – passionate people that are there for the i want to be a carpenter yeah nine out of ten carpenters are on site because they thought that 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 they'd get a trade to earn cash to do what they want to do right so that's the vibe so you're all laughing and joking about because you want the day to go a little bit quicker right yeah yeah you you gotta you you know you're triple gripping a roof down and you're like all right i gotta get this thing done like there's no there's there's no the reward is this obviously is beautiful home in the end of it but i mean it's not your beautiful home it's someone else's yeah yeah so essentially it's uh yeah i mean it put into that perspective you're right and i think coming off coming off that into managing managing like a team i had to learn everything and and you know made a lot of mistakes and lost staff you know same before i lost you know deal left for 18 months and uh and i was like can you come back man (laughs) i've learned a lot and uh, you know i've grown up a lot and you know you've grown up a lot let's get let's get back together and join the team again what do you think the key when you, when you say he left, what do you think the key thing was that was going wrong at that particular point in time to, to kind of cause that animosity for him to leave? Oh, I mean, this was a long time. This is not long. It's only five, six years ago, um, I think. Um, 
where, you know, I mean, he would come in five minutes late and I'd be like, why are you five minutes late? Like, I would rouse on him for five minutes late, you know, and just yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. you know, and it just silly shit that just meant nothing. And it's more going, hey, man, are you all right? Like, everything okay? Like, did you get, yeah. is it all good? Like, I know you're coming late. Are you okay? Who knows? Yeah. Like, he could be getting stuck in traffic every day. And you, like, it's like where it wasn't like I didn't actually care. It was more like, man, get to work. And it's yeah. like, if I'm passionate about what I do and I believe in the mission, then I love coming to work. If our team are passionate about helping make a difference, then essentially you, you hope they love to come to work. So, and do what they do and work in a greater team and collaborate. And everyone gets that, like, they can speak together with, you know, with a freedom of speech to, to give yeah, ideas yeah, yeah, and yeah. come up. Because to me, ideas are created when there's a group of people that feel aligned together. And we can, you know, when we deal with a problem, it's like half the time when I got a problem, I post it in, like, if I need help, I'll ask them, I'll post it in our general Slack, you know, and go, hey guys, I need some help. Any Anyone got any ideas? And then next minute, we'll get everyone together and we're People like, solve problems together. Yeah, we're just they? coming up whiteboard session and come up with an idea and then strategize around what we're going to do where back then I didn't, you know, I, I didn't and it was probably more, I probably, I it wasn't selfish. I just didn't know what I didn't know um, and had to do a lot of courses and, you know. A lot, learn, learn, there's a lot of personal development in there. A lot of personal on, development I've done over the years to understand and, and, you know, and made a lot of mistakes. And I mean, the brand is now growing like phenomenally, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it, it's insane where it's growing to now and really exciting where previously we weren't growing that quick. So I attribute going, well, hang on, if we could change LSKD and make changes from the internal out too. So when we said we want to inspire people to chase the vibe, it had to happen first internally. And it didn't, it, 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 to me, it had to. And we were early days, right? Like, and, and we're not perfect, but it had to happen internally. And I had to want to enjoy what I did as well. And I did, I love it, but I was so serious. And I'm like, I want to have fun. Like, yeah, I want to enjoy, I want to work with the team. That trans- I want to go running with them and like we high five and see someone achieve a better time. Like, fuck, Transfers through the brand though, doesn't it? Yeah. Like you just said, I love that perspective you've put on it because it, it really, it really is, you, you can have a serious side inside, but then if you're trying to be that vibrant brand outside and you're serious inside, it's going to show in your designs. It's going to show yeah. in your and I, and I, and I just went, you know what? Like, I, I'm just going to be the exact same I am at home to how I am at work. Like, I don't know. I was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, how I am here. It's exactly how I am at the office. Like it's no, there's no, there's no gray area for me. I just want to be, you know, transparent in who I am. I don't, and how much I don't, more peaceful is that as a, oh, as a business better. owner? And I, oh, it's amazing. And I wasn't kind of essentially putting on a facade at the office. I wasn't, I just think sometimes you can get this hype on yourself. I don't know. I kind of can't explain. You can buy it. into your own success too. As well, well, it wasn't even that. I don't know. I don't know. I think it was like, you You know, you're at work, let's, let's work, you know? And it's like, well, yeah, we're here to get a job done, but people aren't going to work we harder. Have, if you, can we have fun while we do it? <laughs> yeah. And like, we all want to achieve something together. So we're all going to, you know, everyone's working their ass off. Like, it, you know, I, I want to make sure people don't reach burnout essentially when we've got so much going on. So, um, because I can, so it's like, how do we, and it actually ends up motivating me more when I talk like that. And then everyone gets, you know, we all G up together. So yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's been a really interesting learning, just kind of, I suppose, asking myself questions you know why like and yeah. then even asking the team like do you enjoy it like what how can we improve i mean how can we improve our culture what are we doing wrong like i think i think i think internally and, and you hear it you hear it in books you hear it in seminars you might go to you hear it and they talk about it but there's one thing to like hearing it and then there's one thing practicing it and when we changed to LSKD, we really tried to there was nothing wrong with our culture it was fine but it was like how do we actually make a complete difference like i mean and and it's something you could call it that you don't talk about but i mean we onboard our team with three books we you know there's courses now we're going to be paying for people to go so, to. so what three books do you, you onboard them with uh how i want to say that's no secret um so we onboard with uh we recommend them to read and force them uh but uh one of them is legacy 
yeah. by um, the New Zealand All Blacks. Another one is uh, the founder of Lululemon, Chip Wilson, Little Black Stretchy Pants. And the other one is, um, oh, I've had a mind blank, Zappos Shoes. So the Zappos book by Tony Shea. He just passed yeah, away, which yeah, is really yeah. sad. Um, yeah, his book was amazing. Um, um, so. What was your key decision in those three books specifically? Uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, I started listening to books maybe only two or just on three years ago and I was never someone that listened to books and then I started listening to them in the car and then, I don't know, I just got a lot out of them and then my, like, some of the team, my CFO and we all started listening to books and sharing knowledge and then it just happened organically. I just started listening to books and then resonating with a founder and going, oh, I've been through that or like, and then it was, you know, and we just put different context around the books. It was like, it, it wasn't really like a, all right, these are the three books you have to listen to. We just kind of implemented organically. Like yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah. kind of a group decision kind of thing. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, I'd be interested to look back. And not everyone's listened to all these books yet, right? Like there's people, that, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. some of the team haven't actually listened to it yet. It's, you know, it's the new, new team member starting listening and then, and it just starts a conversation. We just have conversations and book club and, you know, just talk about Jay, it. Jay, so I'd love to look back at like, I know, I don't, I know we're not going to talk about numbers, but I'd love to look back at your numbers three years ago and look at the numbers <laughs> since you've been reading books. And I bet there's a hell of a lot of difference. Oh, yeah. It, it, I mean, when, in, yeah. It, and if you looked at the three years prior and the growth then and the, and the growth percentage then, because people don't understand, I, I honestly, no, I, read, it, it, reading, I is, reading is the most powerful shit. It's changed my life, mate. Yeah, it's changed my fucking life. I, I, I swear down. And I didn't start reading until 26 years old, bro. Yeah, twenty six years old. I didn't read a book. I would not be here right now. I wouldn't have a business or anything if I hadn't started reading. Yeah, seriously, no, it changed I, my life. I, I totally agree. I mean, books are because books are developed from people that have done amazing things and had struggles along the journey, and then they share their story, and then you go, "Well, hang on, I never thought of that. Or I never thought of that." And we're like, "Hey, let's try that on." <laughs> it costs you twenty dollars or thirty dollars to go and buy 10 years worth of someone's knowledge that you can read in yeah. 200 pages. It's cheaper than any $1,000 course to get and, and, right? and, and you'll absorb it better than yeah. any $1,000 Although you just get an Audible account and you, what is it, $16 a month and you get a free book a month, yeah, a book yeah. included in that, you know, instead of paying the third, like, and then you're just downloading a book a month and, I mean, listen to it on 1.6 speed and you get through it quicker, like, and then listen to it I know, again. I know, and you should turn your, like, one of the things that I tell people to do is, like, turn your car into a university, right? You're always traveling half an hour here, half an hour there. You should be, pl- instead of putting on the radio or some bullshit like that where you're listening <laughs> to ads and crap and, and mind-numbing shit, you should be putting on an audio book and, yeah. and consuming that whilst you're traveling so you're yeah. not losing no time. Yeah, 100%. So turn your car into a university and you, and I yeah, tell I've you now. I've never thought of it like university in the you, car. It you, is, it's true. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm, that's my I talk education. about a lot. I'm, a, I'm always listening to a book in the car. That and I'll jump education. between books if I'm one I'm kind of struggling on. I'll jump to another one that I really resonated with and go back to a chapter that I really liked and play it again. Like I just, yeah, I'm the same. I'm a big believer in books. I was talking to James Smith off the podcast when we were at breakfast the other day, right? And um, me and him were talking about books and obviously we've both, we're both avid readers now and we've both read a lot of books and obviously he's had two best-selling books, so that's wicked, right? Yeah. But me and him were both saying that if you're reading a book and it's shit, it doesn't mean you have to finish it. You just put it down and go some, go and read something that does resonate with you. Yeah. Too yeah. many people want to, because they've had a bit of sunk cost in, in the book, they want to finish the book. Well, no, fuck yeah. that. Don't waste your yeah, time. And then maybe two years later you'll go, oh, I want to go back to that book now because I've matured in that. Because now I'm ready for it. Correct. Now I'm ready so for it. There's a time when you might be ready for that next book. I've listened to a book six months later and gone, I've got more out of it because, you know, you're growing every six months. Like you're, you're growing yeah. personally in your career and 
you know, personal life. And when you listen to it again six months later, you go, oh, actually, I get that bit now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and, and have you noticed something like you, you, when you re-listen to these things, you can pull out a completely different message within the context of what you're looking for at that point in your life yeah, compared yeah. to what you got previously yeah that's why there's a guy called naval and if you if you have if you guys ever get a chance to follow naval he's 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 probably one of the most philosophical guys that you could ever follow he I to follow he, him I'd yeah, follow yeah him. you should follow him yeah, too yeah. i promise you you'll get a lot out of this yeah right? he, if you follow him he has like he just he just bought he just buys the top 50 or 100 books has them on his bookshelf and then just reads those over and over and over again and that's oh, wow. that's where his knowledge comes from he doesn't he doesn't pull it from all these new books like yeah, there, yeah. there's there's time proven classics that that have the stoic principles and have these well, some principles. of this stuff hasn't it's it's yeah it's it's 100 year old yeah, yeah it just yeah. keeps getting reinvented in a new way for someone to resonate yeah, with yeah, it, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been happening for years you know and 100%. i think and i think that's why we don't i mean it's not like a secret or anything it's like but some people don't talk about it but it's like well it's all out there all the information's out there. I mean, and uh, you know, we're, we're we're still learning on this journey. You know, we, we it's um it's it's like we're making mistakes. We're not perfect, and but it's like if you keep trying and pushing and educating yourself and learning in the next stages and and getting great people to join your team. I mean, as you go back to like wanting to for people wanting to start a a brand. I mean, and, and it's like it takes time and and learn every intricate detail of it before you because when you do hire a new team member, at least if you have an understanding of what goes on in that role. You know, yeah, yeah, I've yeah, gone from yeah. running logistics in the company, running, you know, all the containers. I, I used to look after the logistics to the business too. Like I was, you know, looking after with our freight forwarders and making sure that was coming in that FCL or we're consolidating an FCL, you know, we, whatever we were doing or as an LCL, where it was coming, do we have to air freight it? Do we, like I had to learn all this stuff and, you know, now, you know, we've got an amazing team looking after it and I work with them if there's problems. But at least you understand the role in your business. When they're having the conversation or it's digital ads, like obviously the new whole thing, it's like how are digital ads working? What's a CPC, CPM, what's ROAS, what's cost per, you know, yeah, what's a CPA? Like you got, you at least got to understand the fundamentals of all this stuff even if you even if you can't go and implement the full ad yourself at least you can o- understand the overview of what because, you're looking at from because the then you can kind of work you know you know what you're looking at you need to know what you're looking at and then if you don't understand ask for help and and understand it i mean I, and i think that's it takes time to understand a lot of things i'm not the quickest learner you know yeah, and yeah. i've taken time to learn all this and, and understand but, it all the, and the reason why i wanted to get you on here and and what i've loved so far is the honesty of the fact of how many years it's taken you to get to this point yeah i mean it's it's been a long it's a bit crazy it's been, it's been, a, it's been a it's been a long journey <laughs> i think i was journey. glad i started when i was uh you know literally 21 i think when i started putting effort really in 2007 i think i was 20 20 yeah 20 so you know yeah. it, i was quite young you know i was you know and and social media wasn't around then really it was msn i mean it was magazines back then um as you said there's a lot of people that own brands young because social media has come out so i was i was quite young and i think for me it didn't i mean it didn't feel like job I, I don't know i just was so passionate about it and i'm still so passionate about it it probably comes out because i get a bit excited on yeah. when i talk but i mean uh, i'm just passionate about what i do and i but think that, i'm learning about that's, developing that's so people good and- though after you've been in the game so long there's so many people i see starting brands all the time that i know are not going to be passionate about that brand that they've started in 12 months because yeah. they started it predicated on the fact that they want to go out and make money and yeah, st- and and yeah, that, and and, and the thread that's gone through this, and the reason why you stuck at LSKD so long, is because of the, of the, you started it for the fundamental reason of 
you're just chasing this vibe. You're just, you're just trying to have a good day every day and you're just trying to do something yeah. that fulfills you. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, you want to come home feeling fulfilled that day. I mean, you know, I, you know, same as you, you begin to fitness. I, you know, just training this morning, you know, I exercise nearly every morning uh, or do something that starts my day and gets ready. And then I enjoy going to the office and, you know, working with the team and, you know, as we were saying before, and you know, we had a team of over 30 now and it's really growing, a full-time team. And then there's casual, so it's close to 50 and it's growing. And, it's, you know, I, you know, we have genuine conversations with them all and I only get to see everyone every day now. Um, but, you know, it, it is. It's like, I don't know. You just, you, and, and, and I think it's like during COVID uh, last year, you know, it was a scary time for everyone. And seeing that happen really gave you an appreciation. And knowing we were able to, you know, create jobs for people through those times it was so special you know yeah, it really made me feel you've got growth for a period when people when people are in a bit of a negative space as well so yeah and and you know people that lost their jobs it was so sad to see and and you know we we, we were already growing rapidly and i mean we were you know we, we come from from a wholesale industry selling to retailers and i'm so thankful for that journey you know learning how to sell to retailers we were designing collection 14 months in advance then. So we would design even further. We would design a collection even before we'd sold that season so we could be on the road selling it. So I've done it even further. And now we're more in advance because we can learn from our community more before we develop the next season or what's happening. But so I'd be, we'd be on the road selling a season and then, you know, you're getting let down and you're giving, you know, it's, yeah. Let's just talk about that point because I know that you've, you went into retail hard. Yeah, didn't you? So, so you've put, you took you took LSKD, you put it into retail. Yeah, you you had a lot of success in the fact that you were selling a lot of pieces. But I remember you saying to me before the show that it came to a point where you felt you, you the brand was being more dictated to. Yeah, it was. It, it kind of like got to the point. I mean, it's. <laughs> You know, we wanted to control our journey. I mean, you know, retailers have – without them, we wouldn't be here, and I'm so thankful for it. But it gets to the point where, you know, we, we wanted to design product for our customer. You know, that that's the most important factor of this whole thing is they're the most important thing in our community, you know. And, and it, it sometimes you're designing product to what the retailer may want because they sold it the season before, not what – your community wants yeah, and, yeah. Um, and and you know you know you're going and selling ranges and you know you, you don't know if they're going to buy it or not and you're like man we've spent so many weeks months hours in this collection and it depends if they like it or not you know it depends if the buyer or the store owner likes it it's not what your community wants so i think it got to the point of being doing that for so long that drained me right i was like because that because me. now your brand isn't really your brand and it's an untalked about thing yeah you kind of you're actually built you're actually you're actually not building a brand anymore you're actually just labeling something that I mean, someone what, else wants i mean you can read about it why did nike pull out of thirty thousand retailers last year or the year before what did they pull out of amazon right like they wanted to control the message and, and a little bit more and, and we are for what I figure. But I mean, people... Are I pull- didn't even realise they'd pulled out a 30,000. I knew it was about 30,000, I think. I think I, I just read about it, right? And I was like... And it kind of gave me confidence to go, well, if we built a brand, uh, you know, direct to our community, what's possible um, and how we grow that? So, you know, we, we had to learn how all this works. So, so we, you know, it's been... A, you know, and I think when I... Now I think about it, it was... That was draining, you know? It was like you were getting let down because you've worked on this amazing collection and your team loved it. Everyone was hyped, but then you had to go a different direction. It was like, oh, that sucks, you know? Where now it's like... You know, what is our, t- you know, our team, our community want? And now we can control the journey of the brand essentially, right? And 
and stay true to who we are. Uh, I mean, and, and honestly, like the phone was ringing. You know, last year we decided to close our wholesale business down. It was hard. And as I said, it's like I am so thankful for that. Um, and it was hard. And the phone was ringing. Like I had major retailers calling, like founders, owners of big retailers calling us saying, we want to buy, like we want it. And I just say, no, I was like, look, no, I really appreciate it. And, and look, back then some of their orders started declining and, and, but, but we rebuilt what we were doing and then all of a sudden the demand came and, oh, we want it now. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. Like, no, you know, oh, we yeah, want to buy 3000 yeah. units of that. No, like, sorry, like we're going to control the brand message and, uh, and, 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 uh, you know, I, I appreciate it, but I decline. But there's, politely, there's so. such a powerful lesson in that state, no. statement and being able to say no as well. Like, yeah, so that and, and I think that taught us a lot. I mean, and and having understanding of why we were doing it. I mean, it's a huge risk. You're literally you're taking millions and millions of dollars off the table at that point, and going completely e-commerce. And uh, you know, we're, we're, we're our new uh, office in um, Logan on the highways. We're going to have a retail shop there, which is really exciting. And we you know, eventually may do pop up shops and that sort of stuff too. And in the future, as COVID slows down, but you know, yeah, it, it is a big risk. It's completely online and had to learn it all from the ground up and, you know, how to learn a whole different world of just shipping product to a retail and letting them sell it till we manage the whole process, right? So, you know, our customer support team, we've really grown and we've just, you know, hired an amazing manager to help really build that. And, you know, we're, we're customer obsessed. So it's like, we need to improve that. We've made well, some mistakes. How do we fix it? Like, we call customers if we, you know, hey, we're sorry. Like, what happened? <laughs> how can we improve that? You whereas know, before that was lost in translation because you were selling 3,000 units of bulk to a retailer. So you, you didn't really get a chance to meet the customer, did you? No, you didn't really know and you didn't really know what they liked, what they didn't like, when now you get to learn. So I think yeah. it's, a, it's a really special time for brands or anyone, uh, I suppose, trying to get themselves out there online. It is, you know. It does take a little bit longer because you are, you're not going to get your quick orders off a, a retailer. It is. But it also, it's very rewarding when you know, like you get these emails and people message us how amazing or, you know, like you said, that feeling they get, you're like, oh, that's so cool. Like that, that's, it's a really good feeling knowing that, you know, people love what we're doing and you see people wearing it and you know, essentially them chasing the vibe in our product. It's, it's a cool feeling, you know, and I think in our team, I think they, they feel the same way. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, and, and that's the thing, my journey is so crazy. It's like, sometimes I was like, why, how am I still doing this? But I, I had to look at that and go, what, like, why am I still doing this? You know, like. It just shows though that you, it, it is burning inside you. Yeah. To be, I mean, a, I, to be I, able to do it. And that, and that's fundamentally why I want I, th- I thought you'd been doing this five to eight years. It turns out you'd be doing like 12 <laughs> to 15. I didn't even know myself. Right. Yeah. So to, to see someone with the energy that you have with, with, with the, the drive that you have to take this to the next level after so fucking long is inspiring to me because, yeah, because like it's, it's such a big thing, mate. Yeah. You just don't see it. Oh, People and, it, get burnt and, out. and it gets full on. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like we're talking about, you know, our black Friday event, it was insane. You know, we did you know just shy of 50,000 orders, you know, over nine days, you know, we, we were such on a high, we didn't expect that many orders. Um, what, what what were you expecting? Or, I mean, we, we, we thought we could do 35,000 orders. We're like, yeah, I think we can do that, you know, if we looked at the opportunity um, and the planning. And then obviously it just was – I mean, it, the first hour we did more in our whole 18, 19 financial year in the first hour. So it was out of control. So, I so, mean, so in the first hour of Black Friday, you did more sales than you did in the whole year of 2018, 2019? Online, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, yeah, it, it's a crazy feeling seeing like 19,000 people live shopping on your store at once. It's uh, 
it was insane. I mean, and, and that was just our AU store. So and we have a US store as well. So, it, it, you know, it was nuts, right? And, um, you so know, you're secretly buzzing, but in the back of your mind, you're thinking, what am I going to do? Because there's 19,000 people. And if they all buy two pieces each, that's, 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 just, that's over 35,000 orders. Well, no, that, 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 that it, single orders, so single people purchasing, uh, single which people, not yeah. units. Yeah, that's, that, that was, yeah, f- just a shy 50,000 individual people buying. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was full on. I mean, and, and we learned a lot. I mean, um, we thought we could ship it all in time. We definitely couldn't. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we, we, we learned fulfillment is, uh, you know, a, you know we, we put all new systems in. We put new warehouse management systems. Like, we'd been planning. You just got smashed. Yeah, and we've been planning, like, our warehouse manager, Morello, was an absolute legend, and, and he, you know, he he didn't, like, we were all slammed. I mean, we were all in the warehouse working. Our whole team, like, our sponsorship collaborations team, they they weren't, they weren't doing it. They were on customer support. We had, we went from a team of six to a team of, like, 14 in customer support, just trying to make sure we could connect with everyone. We had... Uh, everyone was in the warehouse doing like covering the lunch shifts. So our team, because we 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 got a separate warehouse location at the moment, so our whole office was leaving. Everyone was doing shifts. Everyone would be in Slack in the morning. All right, who's taking this shift and who's taking this shift for an hour and a half to help support the warehouse while they're on lunch to keep things. Like we just, everyone was all hands on deck. Like it was, I was in there for three weeks, like literally every day, three weeks. Didn't do any of my other part of my role and just, and, and it was amazing. I mean, I actually was tired. I'm like, I haven't been on my feet this much in a long time. <laughs> it was a huge respect to know how hard it is to be in a warehouse, especially when it's hot, you know, and um, I learned a part, I learned a bunch, you know, so many things we can learn from and, um, you know, our, we're already working on it as we're, you know, we're already working yeah, 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 on, on yeah. fixing things that we learned from that. So we know we can handle it next year and what, uh, well, what, this year. So what do you, what do you reckon Black Friday, how many orders do you reckon you do on Black Friday this year? Oh, uh, I don't know. We have some big goals, but I don't want to say it yet because it's like we, you know, we, yeah. I don't know. It' big. It, it could, yeah. I don't know. It could be big. I mean, who knows? I mean, and and I think what we learned from that is it's not, you know, we don't do a lot of sales. We very rarely. So that's kind of like our one big and only yeah, event yeah, of the year. Big. So we don't. Um, you know, we're very we very brand protective. We 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 really like to look. We look at our brand in ten, fifteen years time, twenty, thirty years time. Yeah, we're not yeah, looking yeah. at it as like quick, you know, quick overnight done you know gone yeah, so yeah, yeah. um you know we've, we've really respect our brand and love what we do i mean even our team we, we, we you know our team are buying product and a day of a release like literally our whole team is online buying product you know they, they, they're buying they're, everyone's buying product you know on the day of a release like I, I mean black friday i missed out on so much product myself um we oversold um i mean man we oversold like five thousand units on on the night it was too much traffic that we couldn't handle so there's a lot of learnings i mean we know we can you know be very a, a lot larger this year but i think it's also making sure that you know i think we were saying it before it's like the customer is more important as well like we don't want to you know you don't want to let them down you know it's all well and good having a big event i mean you know we we, we upgraded everyone to free express shipping twenty thousand people because we were late I we know. missed the date, right? It's ten dollars per order. So yeah, yeah. you so had the max, right? That's two hundred grand. It, 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 you know, we made some mistakes, and and we had to, you know, we had to do whatever it took. And we didn't boast about it to them that we've upgraded them because they, they don't care. They want their order, and I, I would be in the same boat. Like because it took you, didn't it take you from from the day that you'd sold it, like fifteen? You're still packing orders fifteen days. Yeah, after. so we launched on the twenty fourth, and we we were we were still packing some of the orders twenty days later because some because we so many some got missed, like genuinely got missed where it was like 
oh no, there's still 20 in day one that hasn't been packed, right? And so there's some big learnings that we've learned and we got the systems, we got amazing systems, but we, we did implement them two months out. So, you know, our So you were still learning about the systems as you were using them really? Oh, look, almost, like we, we, we had a lot of training leading up um, and, you know, our, our warehouse manager was working, man, he was like 15 hour days. He was, he was punching it out. He was a weapon, you know, and the team was, the whole team was cooked. I mean, and, and I think that, you know, and we were all on a high and we loved it. But what I think the aftermath of it is we were so stressed. I mean, I was, I've never been so stressed for that three weeks and it was all about the customer. I didn't, it wasn't about, we'd done a phenomenal job. Like our brand, we, we knew we had something yeah, special. Yeah, because you, you, you're sat there with the money in the bank, so that's all good. But you still got to fulfill the, fulfill the, the, the well, promise and, of the and customer. And it's about long term. It's about the customer and about making sure that they're fulfilled and happy. And, and, and so it's like, there's no point having these cool events if you're not going to look after them. Because if, I, if it was me too, and, and we kept everyone in the loop and we told people we were going to be up to 15 days late, but we broke past the late date. You know, we broke past that. So... Um, do you know, and, and I'm happy to, we, we, you know, we, we better gotta, than hiding it. Like, there's no point hiding it. You know, we, it's great that you'll own it. Yeah. So many I, people I, wouldn't do that. No. And I think it's like, well, you know, we rang people. We were, you know, I was writing personal letters myself to some of our community to say, sorry. Um, man, I had people reach out to me even on my LinkedIn saying, well, I can't believe how late you guys are. Like I'm pissed off. And I personally found that order and packed it and then wrote a letter like myself. Cause I'm like, Hey, like, I'm so sorry. Like, and to be honest, if you want a refund, I'll send you the product anyway. Like we, we gave people vouchers. We, you know, we, we it, because it's not just about, you know, we know we have something really special and a really special brand here, and you know what we're doing, and 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 it's growing rapidly. But there's no point having a great event and not being able to fulfill for them, because yeah. we want, you know, our community is our ambassadors. You know, so yeah, it was it, it was a big learning curve and, and a big wake up call to realize, you know, you do see a lot of these big brands out there, and you're really, I'm really inspired by what a lot of these big brands have done, and. It inspired me to know that an Australian brand could do this and we could create jobs globally. And you see it and you go, oh, yeah, that, 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 oh, yeah, that, that looks easy. And then when you go through, you go, whoa, okay, this is not as easy as you think. What are the big global brands in your space that have really inspired you? Oh, I mean, there's a bunch of different brands. I mean, I mean I, I'd always looked up to like in the early days. I mean, I own their watches like Movement and uh, I got to talk to the founder the other week, uh, which was really cool, uh, Jake and – you know, uh, Pure Vita bracelets. Um, you know, it was really cool seeing what that achieved in the US. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Blender's Eyewear, you know, seeing these guys build these really big. And then obviously then you've got the big likes of, you know, e-commerce with the Gymshark, um, Lululemon, um, these other brands that have done an amazing job. And, and, and you know, that, that was inspiring. I think it was like, I kind of looked back and was like, well, you know, no one's actually doing this in Australia. Like no one, no one, why are we holding ourselves back? You know, yeah, and as an yeah. Australian country, like, we can build an amazing global brand from Australia. And I mean, there has been amazing brands here do it too, you know, uh, retailers, yeah. um, you know, but I was like, there's no real like brand brand doing this. And I'm like, well, maybe we can do this, you know, and, and create clubs, glo- jobs globally. I mean, we got, you know, we got a team member in the U S working from the U S now, and we got, you know, team all over the world working with us. And we've got a head office here that people can, you know, travel from all over once travels back on and work here. So, for me, that that was also an inspiring part to when we made the shift to learning about e-commerce was like, well, we, we, we can be a part of that. So I think it was it's really good. A lot of these brands have really opened up a gateway of what's possible for brands. I think brands. there's so many exciting young brands popping off in Australia right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially in the e-commerce space, in different niches, obviously, watch brands. Heaps, heaps. And, and there's so, cool. so much opportunity here. And I think 
Australia and 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 the, and with the Shopify model and everything like that, and yeah. and being quite close to China, and, and obviously like being able to get manufacturing and and you know looking after the customers, and, and yeah. the te- there's a lot of attention to detail with Australian entrepreneurs with brands that they're building. Yeah, and I I've think, found, and you're totally right. I mean, if we look back of like the surf industry days, and you know, I was in, we were, you know, a lot of the stores that were started from the surf industry, and a lot of these big surf brands um, from the early days, all from Australia. You know, you've got your, I mean, what is it, like... Billabong. Rip Curl, Quicksilver. They're all Australian brands. Yeah, they're all Australian brands that built this phenomenal brand in Australia and moved it globally. And it's like, you know, I was like, that's that's amazing. You know, they created jobs globally. And I'm like, that's cool. So, you know, I think that that also is inspiring to know that, you know, those early days within the surf industry, they created all these brands and sent them globally. And there's offices all around the world. And they started, I mean, I'm sure Quicksilver started here, but, you know, they, they, they're all here, you know, started here. They had offices were here in Australia and then they had offices all over the world. And I, and I think that's inspiring. I mean, you know, and it, and for us, we have a motto. We don't have competition. We set the standard. Like we don't, you know, we, we got to stay in our lane and focus on what we do within our niche market. You don't need to worry because I, I, because you, you are you are your own unique branding yourself, aren't you? Like what you, what you do is different. You are Gymshark do something different and do you even do something different? And you're, you're in the middle there doing something completely different as well. Yeah. Like, and and I mean, and it's inspiring. I mean, I've found with e-commerce, it's, it's interesting that everyone's a lot more open to talk and, and, you know, I've had some amazing conversations with founders that I've looked up to, you know, in the U S and, and, uh, you know, they're sharing information and we're chatting and I'm asking questions and, you know, some of them were sharing books as well, and, and it's pretty cool and building relations from the other uh, relationships on the other side of the world with other founders, and I think that's really cool. You know, and uh, I even down to a, I got a, I'm talking to a friend of mine tomorrow from I Love Ugly. Uh, he's a super rad streetwear brand uh, from New Zealand, and uh, V and I are having a chat tomorrow on the phone, and we're just like helping each other out. And you know, he's growing on e-commerce now, and I think that's cool. I mean. I've come from a There's whole a industry learnings, where isn't there? There's so many learnings. Yeah, and I've come from an industry where people didn't talk. Do you know, everyone was very secretive. Where now the information's out there. You just got to find it, right? Yeah. E-commerce and and it's. But I think when you build a brand, if you're building it to just go, I'm going to be a big brand. I'm going to make a ton of money. I don't think that's. The, I don't think it's ever. You know, you might do that, but are you going to be fulfilled too? You know, I think it's like building a brand. Is you've got to have something you stand for or something you're passionate about and love to do. And it almost is a reflection of what you did and you created a product from that that you loved and then you just you just kept doing it and then and, and you obviously you learn from it and you know it's a lot of the brands started. They had a passion and they found an area that they were like, Oh, I actually like that and there's actually I could do it a bit differently and, and that's think, how it starts. It's a passion. I think you 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 like you found that you you started with a passion and then you iterated all the way through to kind of find what that key message was and what that key focus was. Yeah. I think then you probably, from what you said, I think you probably found that in like 17, 18, you kind of really found it and and niched into that LSKD brand. Yeah. Because from me personally, I first saw you guys coming up in my, like my, my feed on my socials and this, that and the other must've been about, 16 to 24 months ago yeah and i looked to your clothes then and i thought oh, they're not bad right they're not bad yep. but then but then now i started to see that in the last six months i'm like okay now i'm starting to, now i'm starting to notice you got these revolutionary shorts with the air grill in um yep. i think you're probably wearing some now like yeah, i've seen i've seen those in seen those in my gym that the lads are wearing they all love them yeah i thought it was revolutionary what you did with women's leggings 
I thought the leggings were unbelievable. Like from, from not only from a female aesthetic, but but from like from a man looking at a woman and how they sit on the woman. It's like, well, uh, respect, you know, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're, they're good. It's a big goal of ours. Is Do you know what I mean? Fabric and you know we haven't yeah made so a female been, team. There's been a massive development yeah. in, in LSKD and, from and, there. And honestly, that it's I appreciate you saying that because I think as we're you know over the you know the next you know I mean this year is the first year we're actually developing product that is purely not for wholesale, right? Like it's yeah, actually yeah. all of like what we've created for our community. And I think um, that, 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 that starts to show, I mean, we have some amazing product coming out this year, you know, we're even doing, I'm, I'm buzzed, I'm buzzed for you. <laughs> oh, I, thanks. I, I, I get excited. I I'm like looking it. at 12 months ahead. God, I can't wait for that. But uh, I mean, we're making, you know, we're even doing Australian made tights, you know, and, and, you know, our designer, she's a seamstress and she was making samples yesterday at home part of me that we're testing yeah, and then we're yeah. making our fabric here and then sewing them here on the Gold Coast actually. Um, and for us, we're quite proud of that, you know. So, you know, we still do stuff offshore manufacturing, but we're also bringing stuff back here. And it's not that we need to, but I'm actually inspired to do it here that we can, uh, you know, we've been working uh, with the mill, the, uh, the the local manufacturer. We've built these great relationships and we're like, we're, we're transparent. We're like, man, we'd be rad to create jobs here in Australia, by just at that a manufacturer, the yeah, price will be ex- a little bit more expensive. Yes, but, but- pe- people will pay it for a quality product anyway. And because you're now not dictated to by a retailer, you can actually charge five dollars extra for a pair of leggings, but actually deliver a banging product. That yeah, actually and really for us, vibes. it's about the quality of the product. I mean, you know, we we want to know everything. You know, we, we we're very transparent. If we if something's not right, <laughs> we want to know because it's like, how do we fix that? You know, how do we learn from that? So what was so just. Just because I want to ask you this, but because yeah. I know there's going to be a there's going to be a time that this happened. But was there ever a time you like put out a set of leggings, right? Like I've, I'm talking about like three, five thousand pairs of them, and like you know, every time someone squats, they split or something. Some 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 technical malfunction. Was it has that ever happened to your brand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has. Yeah, so, wh- yeah. How, wh- happened last year. So what what happened? Um, we, we had a problem with some things in our seams, uh, last year we, we couldn't sell them and then we ended up having to QC every single pair in our own warehouse and have our team check every single pair to make sure, you know, to make sure they were okay. So we, you know, they, they, there was some splitting and, uh, you know, we, we'd learned from that. Um, you know, there was things that wasn't being done right when we were sewing them, um, to things that we'd learn as well. So it has happened, you know, and, yeah. and, 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 and that, it happened. I know that happens to all brands though. Yeah. It? Everyone goes through but it. No I think, one talks about it. No, no, it's kind of an unwritten thing. People don't talk, but I mean, when you start to grow and your units really grow, you know, and yeah. I mean, a lot of brands have gone through that. And when your units really start to grow, you don't realize sometimes your, you know, your manufacturer that's actually helping you produce the product might not be able to keep up with it. Yeah. Or, or you know, so because you know they're only at a certain capacity, so it's a bit different getting a hundred pieces from from a from a factory, say in the Gold Coast or China, to five thousand to, right? to, to five thousand. So, yeah. so so it does happen, and I mean, it's about making sure that you know you're transparent with your partnerships and your suppliers to go, hey, like, are you okay to handle it? Because you don't want to put them under too much pressure either. So you want to make sure that they can, because it doesn't mean you're going to leave them. It just means you want to make sure you can diversify or support them through that as well, or help them. Right, these are your they they they're your partners. Without them, you you know you don't get to build an amazing brand. So, um, yeah, it has happened. I mean, it's happened for years. I mean, that's not the first time. And it's we've had products come with the t-shirts have just teared, you know, and and gone. Oh my god, that was twenty five thousand t-shirts we can't sell. Like that's happened, you know. It mm-hmm. uh, and that, this is this is still like you in know, that few years ago. In that case, when you got twenty five thousand t-shirts that all tear, right? 
and they've all got I don't this, know if it was that many, but it was all. But, 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 but just say it was, say, say for hope's sake it was, whose who's onus is that? Is that, is that, does that worn by the manufacturer? Or is that worn by the brand? Um, well, yeah, it is the manufacturer, and normally, yeah, it does go back to them um, yeah. in quality control. I mean, um, it, it's a hard one. Sometimes, if it's our fault, it's our fault, and we have to we have to own it, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes if it's their fault, they'll own it, right? Um, but then yeah. you don't get to sell any product, so you'd actually you know, they might give you a refund, but you're not selling product to yeah. actually create yeah. jobs either and get and get your brand out there. So it happens, and and then it also sucks because then you've got to figure out how to you know break that product down, right, and where to put the product. You know, can you turn it into something else? Because you want to use the product, like you don't want yeah, to, you yeah, know, you you've got all this fabric. Well, you? especially you don't want it's wastage, right? Like that's not good for the environment. So you got to figure out what to do with that. So you don't want product to be faulty because you want people to wear it for a longer period of time. Because if they don't, so for us, what was really exciting about going, um, you know, as we started to go to direct e-commerce, and I've you know shown a fair bit, but uh, is the fact of it wasn't about you know a lot of people want to get stuff cheap. Every industry wants to get stuff yeah, cheap. Yeah, yeah, Building yeah. industries are worse for it. Um, is, you know, we can pay a premium price, right? We can pay a premium price to make sure the quality's right because we want to make sure the product lasts for a long time because if it does, it means they're wearing it years later. You know, yeah. if they're buying a $210 jacket from us, you know, puffer jacket, you know, the, the our new puffer jackets are going to be made from the outer shells made from biodegradable, sorry, recycled materials. Uh, we're really excited for our jackets in April and puffers coming out. You know, we want to make sure they they could still wear that in five years' time, right? It's it's you know, and if they want a new colorway every season, they can update their colorway, but they still can wear the same other color jacket they brought. Yeah, I think that's really important. So we were able to put more time into making sure, and it wasn't like we went before, but when we're direct, we can make sure the quality is even better. And yeah. and and, and uh, we went back to the drawing board and said, almost like we rebuilt all our product categories from the ground up. We you know, even over the last twelve to eighteen months, we pulled stuff offline. Uh, like our socks, you know, you yep. had a pair of socks, we, you know, rep socks, I like, got you a pair hooked you up with, but uh, we use them for, you know, they're like our performance sock. We didn't make socks for 12 months. You know, we went back to the drawing board and said, let's make epic socks. Like, let's make socks that we can, you know, we'll sell them for what we need to sell them for. We'll just get just, them right. Just get the product quality, right. Yeah, quality yeah, is yeah. everything. You know, we don't want to have returns. You know, we want to make sure the quality is amazing. So that's, that's been that's been a big learning curve on production and making sure it's about the quality. And, and I love the fact that you've gone to town and designed a sock for 12 months just to make sure that it bangs. Yeah, yeah well, we were like, we, we, you know, we, we don't have a big accessory line anymore because it was like, it was about us, you know, sportswear and with the street and streetwear product that tied together very well. So we were like, if an accessory is going to be created, it's got to align with Chase the Vibe. So when we were like, let's remake our sock, you know, we, 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 uh, we didn't make a, yeah, I think we'd have socks for nearly 11 to 12 months by the time we got them last year in Christmas time. So, we pretty much said, let's, you know, let's pull them off. And I mean, I didn't even think of it like that, but it was like, yeah, every piece of product for us is so crucial. It has to have meaning to our brand yeah. now. And I think that's really important when you're making products. It's not about just making it for the sake of making it. It's got to have a reason behind I, it. I, and the reason why I'm buzzing so much <laughs> through all of this, right? Is, and I'm so buzzed about this as a, as a podcast because you have just articulated so many things and take disdain so many myths of, of this industry like because people genuinely believe right jace that you can go to china slap a logo on a t-shirt <laughs> bring over bring over a thousand products put it into a shopify store advertise on instagram get a few hot girls or a few good-looking dudes to wear it 
and then that's that's an econ brand and i yeah. i always knew that that was not no, the real no. that's not i mean there's real. a point they probably could do that if they wanted to but they might get yeah, but it doesn't it, but there's no not, but like you don't that. last 15 15 years in the game no, no. from doing that no building a brand is is essentially you're building you know, when you buy a product, you, you know, when you buy a pair of, you know, shoes, yeah. you're buying into the brand and, and what it stands for and about it. Like, it's got that feeling around it. So, for me, it's the same thing. Like, we wanted to create a brand that has heritage. It's going to be around for the next 20, 30, however long, you know, when yeah. I potentially am no longer in the brand. Like, yeah. you know, like... It, you, wanted about- to out, you want the brand to outlive your time within Correct. it. Correct. I want to be there for it. long term. Like, I want to be proud of what we created. And then, you know, the next stage and the next stage of the brand in 20, 30, 40 years time, I think it's really important. I mean, that's how I started to look at our business. It was like, how do we look at something long term? How do we look at building a brand long term now? And I think it's like, I mean... People go, oh, you've been here for 10 years, like, and you think it's long, but 10 years is nothing, right? 10 years is, you know, you, you, people go to university for five years just to learn a subject before they even yeah. start a job. And then yeah. they got to pay the hex fees down. I was just yeah. on the job learning it, you yeah. know? And it's like, well, really, when you look at it, it's not that long. It's like, you're just getting started. I mean, most people's careers don't kick off until they're 30, sometimes 40s. It's, re- it's so re- I'm early 30s. So I'm like, well, I'm just getting started. We were talking about podcasting before we before we started yeah. right and you've obviously had your own podcast at some point yeah and then obviously you got too busy doing your main gig to do it right yeah yeah this is, as you know this is my my passion mate i'm yeah i love I, it i'm hyped I, i'm hyped and it's just re- and people say oh frankie like you know how, how's it doing a podcast and pe- some people think it's really easy and i don't believe it is i just think it's all about repetitions and having a passion for it yeah reps but, but it's, it's all about it, reps it's all about repetitions i'd I say anybody can do it, but it, but if but I can tell when I listen to one, is that person that's interviewing taking a genuine interest in the other person? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Are the questions related to what that person just spoke about, or are they or are they pre-written? Do you know what yeah, I mean? I can yeah, tell yeah. all that just by listening to the. It's not a genuine conversation yeah, because podcast to me, podcast is 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 a conversation, right? Correct. Yeah. And, and I, lo- I love the way that you've articulated your brand and what it means to you and why you're putting so much heart and soul into it. And it's the same reason with what I do and what I'm trying to put into this podcast and trying to give people value, right? Yeah, correct. Because yeah. because I do not know how I'm going to generate revenue out of a podcast, right? But I don't need to know. Yeah. I don't need to know that because it's a that, passion. Because it's a passion, and You'll find a way, and, and it'll and it'll figure itself out on the back end anyway. Yeah. Don't have to worry about that because it's the law of reciprocity, isn't it? Like things, if you put good into the world, things come back to you, and that's how right. you started your brand, and that's how I believe everyone should start theirs. Yeah, correct, correct. I think it, you've got to start with something you love to do, and then if you build something, and then you've got to be ready to grind. And you yeah, got to be yeah, ready to go. Yeah. Like you, you got to be ready to make mistakes, have tough times. Like this hasn't been an easy journey. Like it's it's it's, it's been a long. You know, there's been a there's just been a lot of mistakes and a lot of things I've learned. You know, you know, f- family and the business and things are no longer in. And it, it was tough. You know, like it's you know when you want to be something, uh, you know, or create something, it's hard, right? Like it's not easy, and it takes a lot of hours. I mean. You don't. You're on twenty four seven. You yeah. know, it's it doesn't sleep. You know, but it, but if it's something you're passionate about, then do it and, yeah, and yeah, find yeah. a way to make it your career and love what you do, and and then you'll find other avenues that you can grow your career. And I think that that to me is like, you know, for me, if somebody, I mean, I've got that. I don't know. It's like the we just we joke about like an athlete mindset, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. it's like if someone says you can't do something, or if someone says, oh, you got to get to here. 
I'm like, oh, I'll find a way. Like, it's a new goal for, for our brand or something. So I'm like, I'll find a way. Like, I don't know how yet, but I'm just going to talk to yeah. everyone and figure out a way to get us there or work with the team and give them ideas of how we're going to, you know, it's the same as, you know, we're going to run a marathon this year. I've never run more than 33Ks. Well, I've, I've got to start training and figure out a way and I'll start talking to different athletes and asking them what they do and then learn their routine and then start, you know, my training it's, routine. You're up building it up step by step. It's, and, and you just and, build this thing in your head of like how you're going to do it, and then you go out and execute and just try it, and then learn, and then. But I'm enjoy- I'm enjoying the journey, mate. Exactly, you got to enjoy it too. I, I'm 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 this whole podcasting thing and 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 building LSKD right has been from what it sounds from both our point of views. I reckon it's been a bigger been a journey that is quite fulfilling. Yeah, and it's almost like if you just got to the end and you achieved this big thing that you targeted, it just wouldn't feel the same. No, you know, no. because uh, what's well, infinite, it never ends, right? Yeah, it never ends, regardless of what you hit. Yeah, you're, you're going to go to the next thing. Yeah, you, you got. You always got to be in, in the pursuit. Yeah, in the pursuit all the time. Yeah, uh, G- Jimmy was talking to me. On the, we, we went down to, to see James Smith's live performance with Dylan like last night because they'd previously been on the last podcast. And James, James was sat in the passenger seat. And we're driving down. He's, he does all the videography for podcasters or YouTube videos, all that stuff that I'm fucking useless at. <laughs> he, he goes, he puts it all together. He's a great lad, great lad. Anyway, we're driving down there, and he says to me, "He's like, he says to me, he remembers when." at the start of all this, like when I'd only done a few podcasts on my own, I kind of laid him out the vision of where I wanted to go and the kind of guests I wanted to have on. Yeah. And now we're like X amount of episodes in, he's, he's, he's seeing that and he's starting to see it. And now we're starting to go to events of, of with, at some, with some big names and stuff like this in, in delivering what I said. Yeah. And I said to him then, I said, Jimmy, you know, when I told you that we were going to do this, I didn't have a fucking clue how I was going to do it. Not a clue. Not even a Scooby. Not like, yeah. not even, not even a bar. I'd, you I'd, just got a vision that but, you think. But, but I, but I thought, I know that I can do this. Like, and, yeah. I, and I was telling him the other day, the guests that we're going to have on like in the next 12 months. And he, but he knows I'm going to deliver that. Because yeah. he's seen it already, so that and that's what you're doing within your brand as well. You're 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 selling that dream that you've envisioned in your mind to your thirty thirty to sixty staff that you've got, you know, in and out the office, and that's what drives them. And then you go and create it. It's not all just and that and that's the and that's the beauty of building whether it is a personal brand or a, or a business brand like yourself and, and that's something you can deliver yeah. and it's some special shit when you put it together yeah it is and when you start to see things come to life or you see that happen and, and then you know everyone is just so hyped on it you're like oh wow we actually we did achieve that team like, yeah. we got that and then it's like okay cool well that's what's possible what's next what's possible together like yeah and it is it is it's, it's a lot of I mean I got two tattoos believe in dream probably back in 2009. So, you know, yeah. I, I have even on my arms, you know, my wrists. So, you know, it is, it's something that I think it's, it's all about, you've got to believe in yourself, you know, and you, and there's days it is hard and you've got to back yourself and you've got to look at the future and envision that, you know, and you've got to live present, but also think where can we go? And you don't want to let the past affect, you know, your present and your future of where you want to go, you know, and, and as you said, like if you envision something, it's a law of attraction. You can make it happen. I'm a big believer in that. Do you know? It's it just it's not a it's it's if someone ever said no to me, I got so many no's trying to get into retail shops. You know, we yeah. I would go on the road, I'd be racing at a Harvey Bay and I would stop at Gimpy to this one retail store to try and sell to it took me I think it took me like two years to get into this one store and I would race up there maybe four times a year, five yeah, times a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would stop every time and it took four years 
to, sorry, two years to get into that store. And because for me, it was like, oh, it's just a when, you know, it's not a no, it's a when, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's just 100%. like, I just, and, I, and, I, and, and I'd get feedback and I'd go back to the drawing board and I'd go, well, why didn't they want to do that? And it was a really cool street surf store. And I was like, how do I get in there? You know, and it was like, if I went into a store and I got a no, I was like, oh, whatever. Like, it's just a, it's just a matter of time, right? Like I'll get in there, you know, 100%. I never had that. Oh, if I don't, you get down on yourself and then it's like that. It's like, oh, well, whatever. Next, you know, keep moving forward. Don't, don't slow down. Don't slow the train down. Like just because you got a no, so, doesn't mean you slow the thing down. So many people though, spend their whole life climbing this ladder up, up a wall, looking down while climbing up this ladder, thinking they're climbing towards their success, when really they look back and they're, oh shit, the ladder's leaning against the wrong fucking wall now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, that's why you should always do what you say and look forward and kind of see and kind of write how you want your life to look. And then you can reverse engineer what kind of thing fits in with where you want to go to. Yeah. There's so many people out there just climbing ladders predicated on the money and the, the money that this ladder makes them or, or the feeling that it gives them at this for this temporary moment but yeah. no no one's sitting there on a building all they need is an a4 blank bit of paper and just say hey this is this is where i am okay cool but where do i want to be in 12 months time even yeah. like well, how do i want my life to look and then reverse engineering plugging something into that that kind yeah, of set goals set, set set something yeah yeah have that have that shit have something to look at to vision to to see to believe to, Hundred percent, and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It doesn't matter what no, I think. You no. think it just matters. Do you believe in that yourself internally? And if you if you can, then you can deliver it. You can do exactly what you've done. Yeah, yeah, and then and you're going to make mistakes, and it's fine. Like, mate, learn from it. Use it. I think that's the best thing about when you're growing and want to be some somewhere in your journey in your career. If you start to learn that the mistakes are times where you reflect on that and go, okay, well, what happened there, and what did I do wrong? Oh, that. Okay, cool. I'm going to move forward even further now. I think that also was a big testament to getting yourself further every day yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. because you reflect on your mistakes. You know, we all make them and, and, and it's about how do you learn from that? And I think that's how we've got to where we were. We, we just, as you said, we tried so many different things and made a ton of mini mistakes and it's not bad. I don't care. Like I'm, I'm thankful for it because that's why our brand is where it is and growing to today and our team and, yeah, yeah, you're, I'm you're, very you're, thankful for it. You're well, you're well on the way to being like a nine figure brand, man. Like that's 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 where you're going. You know, you're you're <laughs> yeah. going to get there, and and you're well on your well on your way to the journey. And I don't, I don't doubt it in the slightest. Do you know? Thanks, brother. It's and, exciting. I and, mean, and, it's, and, that's, uh, and that's fucking exciting. There's a lot. There's a lot possible. I mean, um, yeah, a new building where we're about to move into in July. And I'll show you a photo for this. It's. Uh, we're supposed to dig ground tomorrow, actually. And my whole team, there was a food, there was a food truck going there, and we're all heading out there to put a shovel in the ground. Um, you know, it's a three thousand square foot facility with a gym, uh, so our team can train, test product. Um, there's a rooftop for events, so we can have yeah, community yeah, yeah. come in. I hope, Even I, get, in. I hope I get an invite. Yeah, you come training. It's good. It's a great <laughs> I'm at, way to. I'm uh, into the event. <laughs> oh yeah, you come to that for sure. The opening, uh, yeah. you know, the retail shop. But it's like it's you know that's like steps of our journey of where our brand's heading, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I mean even down to. You know, when we say we're uh, a team, I mean, we even when we we didn't hide it from everyone. We we said, "Okay, guys, we we, we have to move. We got to get back together because we're split up in our warehouses, and it's been a little bit crazy, you know, with with having to split and then teams collaborating when we're kind of moving very quickly. So we got a whiteboard out and said, "What does everyone need?" You know, I mean, we didn't joke about it. We like, couldn't have a sauna, but you know, like, what does everyone need in their office to make their lives better yeah, and their careers yeah. better? So you know, we why couldn't you have a sauna? 
Oh, we did. We didn't have the room. All oh, right, we could, we could yeah, put yeah. one in. I mean, uh, we could. Uh, but, my, you know, my, my goal is to get your staff a sauna. <laughs> I mean, we can put one in. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. One. I mean, I wouldn't mind it yeah. actually. But you know, yeah. we, we we you know we made sure that we accommodated everything that we kind of needed to be the yeah, best yeah, of what yeah. we do. Big studio, uh, you know, and a gym. Everyone's hyped on the gym. I mean, I am too. Uh, I'm excited to have a gym that we can train in and test product and you know have ambassadors come down. I'm sure that would be kitted out with like someone like Alpha Fit. I should I should think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's designing it. Yeah. He's a top boy. Yeah, Jamie's a legend. So Jamie, they're, they're, such a nice guy. Yeah, so nice they're designing guy. it actually, which is really cool. So we're um, it's going to be epic. We're uh, he's putting some new machinery in there that uh, is kind of new for them and innovative with uh, their like pull down machine. So we're going to have a, like a cross functional slash gym style too. So you can do yeah, functional yeah, yeah. workouts and and group sessions as well as. I love, I love the fact there's so many brands now like yourself that realize that they need a place for their videography, their staff to be looked after and all that stuff. And they're bringing all that stuff in house. I know High Smile have done it as well. Another brand on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and other brands around here are doing it as well because it's just so important. Yeah. You know? And it's cool. Like, I mean, if I'm going to train there. I mean, I, st- I train at Fitstop Sykes Creek as well. So I train at a Fitstop and... I mean, but I'll still train there in the morning. You know, I could be there at 6 a.m. in the morning doing a session and there might be someone from the warehouse crew throwing down a session and I don't get to talk to them very often one-on-one and next time we're having a conversation. Like, it builds connection too yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Where, and then, you, you you know, you gene each other up in the gym to, to, to train harder and before you start your day. Or, or, you know, you can train at lunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have a bit of a shitty moment or something goes on and you're not happy. Just go, go do a, go do a go workout, workout and sweat it out. You know? You've got so, showers and everything on site. Yeah, yeah. It's got everything. So, you know, locker rooms, et cetera big kitchen so I'm, I'm buzzed I'm buzzed for you doing that you know what I mean I think that's a real good move yeah thanks you know what brother I, mean? I presume you're going to own the site as well or uh, we no we couldn't on that place actually it, it, it's uh, it's a pretty prime location on the highway um, but, so, uh, but eventually I reckon you'll probably try yeah we just decided against doing it to be honest we, yeah. we decided I mean it's really hard with the, when you're growing so fast of to have that much capital tied into well and, 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 and expansion so you know we, we especially with warehousing and how you've got to expand warehousing yeah. as well um, by know, the time you've moved into it you probably need a bigger place <laughs> Maybe, if Black Friday goes the way that, we'll, that <laughs> who we knows know. I mean we've got the rooftop that we can build on top of as well when, when we're ready um, that's why there's a rooftop so um, yeah, yeah so the, the developer's been an absolute legend so they've owned the land for 35-40 years so it's uh, it's a pretty epic location on the highway so uh, it'd be hard there's not, there's not a lot of land around anymore so unless you want to be very far out um, but we wanted something prime on the highway that you know, 120,000 cars drive past every day. It's um, a great, it's, yeah, it's a great marketing play. Big branding, because, because uh, big which branding is great for our building. brand awareness too, and, and to share the brand a little bit more to to you know to the public. I mean, we're you can throw known, some we're still in, we're still growing. You know, we're you not can throw known some cracking events on there as well because you're between the Gold Coast and Brisbane. Yeah, so we'll yeah. host our beats and eats that we do for uh, cystic fibrosis. It's a charity event that we do every year. So our next one we postponed. We normally do it in January, but with COVID, we've waited. So we're going to do that in September. Yeah, but um, so we have food trucks come down, Red Bull DJ, and you know we raise we raise money and then. We either buy gym equipment for the local hospital with the money or we um, donate it back to Cystic Fibrosis Queensland. So yeah. my, cu- my cousin yeah. actually has Cystic Fibrosis, so that's kind of how we – something close to me. And uh, he used to work for the brand as well. Um, Blake's a legend. So, yeah, we'll host really cool community it's, events. It's, I love the way you put him back into the community like that as well. It, yeah, it, it's it, cool. It gives, it, it gives even more purpose to what you do. You yeah, know? we're appreciative of that now. I think we've always done it and we've never talked about it. But now we're kind of like, okay, we should share this because it inspires other people to want to do that more as well. You know, and we all give back and be a part of something greater so yeah if uh, and i think that's i think that's great um that you're doing that because i think more brands like you say need need to just yeah and 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 there's brands probably doing it 
at a really high level. Like we're just kind of getting started and learning to take it to that next level. I, th- and it's I like- think the fact that you've started says enough because because at the end of the day, there's there's so many of us that have started. I mean, I give passively to charity anyway, but like just because then I'm, at least I'm doing it. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like because otherwise you you sometimes you give more one month and then not enough next. It's like just just give yeah. all the time. Just give to. In fact, just go through life and just give people the best version of yourself as much as you can exactly and and just be just present yourself as 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 well you can exactly and then hopefully something good comes back to you and i think that's the way that i look at life now more more chilled about it i'm like okay i'll just try and help this person and even if they go away saying i'm the right thing it's it's just it's just like yeah i tried my best you know yeah yeah if if um before before we leave and drop your socials and all that stuff so people can go and follow you and follow the brand and follow the journey and I'll put all the links in the in the in the description anyway. Yeah, yeah. Before we do all that. And there's been so much epic advice you've dropped on this podcast. But if <laughs> if so. there if there was one golden nugget of information that if if you if it was your last piece of information you could leave to the world to get to people's ears at the right time, what do you think that piece of information would be for you? It's a good one. Uh, there's a couple. I mean, I'm talking about like this. This. This is your. La- this is your last. Like you're leaving. This. This is your legacy to the world. This comment. Oh, I've never been asked that. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, for me, it's so, like, it's so important because it makes people like yourself who who've who've, who've beat at a high level. It makes it makes you go into mm. your mind and really dig out something meaningful to you. So yeah, I don't well, care I mean, what that is. I mean, I think it's what I said on my wrist. I mean you got to believe in yourself and you, you got to dream what's possible. You know, that anything is possible if you just believe in yourself. And I think the, the amount of it's easy for us and all of us to have self doubt in, in, in when, when there's something big happening and everyone goes through it, even, even myself, right? Like you got a big thing happening and you're questioning yourself or you're like, do I do it? I think it's like, you got to believe in yourself and you got to back yourself and, and, and dream of what's possible. I don't, I don't you know, you don't want to leave anything on the table. I think that's for me now is like, you know, I, I did this for, you know, I've been doing this for quite a while and now to see the brand really growing, it's like, wow, I'm glad I stuck that out, right? Like I'm so thankful I stuck it out yeah, yeah, and yeah. dreamed of what was possible and just believed in myself, right? And dealt with a ton of shit and just believed in myself. So I think that's, it's believing in yourself, you know, don't, 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 so don't, many times you don't let quit. the candle, uh, don't let the candle burn out, you know, just keep it going, you know, it, it, the, the game, you know, essentially, I mean, Simon Sinek's thing, you know, the game is infinite. It never ends, right? Yeah. So it's the same as when we're, you know, I, I train for a lot of events, you know, and, and it keeps us kind of like motivated for an event. And we all get together as a crew of us and we train and, you know, we're in group chats and, you know, we're all like sharing our workouts to prepare for, say, like we got the Stratty Salute Triathlon coming up. And it's like once that ends, it's like, oh, that's not the end. It's like that's just one event that we did and we it's a great memory. And it's like, okay, well, we got to keep staying fit because I look at it as when I'm in, you know, when I'm, you know, you know when I'm super old, it's like I want to still stay fit and healthy. That's what it's about. It's not about right now. It's about the future. So I think it's believing in yourself and, and, and the game doesn't end. You know, it's just it's just new parts of the journey. Play below. play that infinite game and keep that candle burning. Yeah, and I'm not saying that Simon Cynic, but it is very true. You know, I think it's like don't, I love don't, it, and, and don't give up on you. Yeah, you know, don't give up if you've got something you're passionate about. Just pivot to the uh, pivot, pivot it. If it's not working, pivot and find the thing that is yeah. going to work for you and and in your passion. So because it is, it's it's you know anyone that started a business is it's not easy. It is hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it 100%. is hard. And it, the journey's not easy and it's a lonely journey, right? And you like, don't have to know the answers all day one, so don't worry about the no, answers. No, and it's and it know. can be lonely, you know. You're you, you, man, I mean, you get real with it. You're in your head a lot, right? You're thinking mm. a lot what's going on. And my wife goes, "Jason, what are you doing?" 
are you going to answer me? I'm like, what? Oh, sorry. I'm thinking about like 20 other things on the go. I'm like, shit, I've got to be present, you know? And, and I think, and that's something I'm really trying to do when I come home to my, my little one is staying present. Cause when you get busy and life, you know, life goes on. Yeah. And I mean, that, I mean, the greatest thing about kids and, uh, my CFO said it the other day, he's like, kids ground you, you know, you get home and you've had this amazing day and you, you, you work and you're seeing things happen and then you get home and you're changing a pooey nappy. You're like, your shit gets brought back down to earth real yeah, quick. Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, it's good. I, I have that, you know, not that you're not up on cloud nine. You just, you, you, you got so, fo- you're so focused on what you want to achieve. I think it's like funny because you go home and you're like, oh, great. Hendrix does not give a shit about anything that went on today he just wants to hang out with me and i'm happy about that and we'll, you know we'll just shoot the shit and hang out and ride bikes you know so I, I, i'm buzzed because yeah. that takes i think you kids back, have really helped with that too that takes you back to your your you know your, your where you started you know? yeah yeah so that that is literally like literally you're going back home and you're being regrounded into what in where you started and what kicked it off for you yeah, yeah. That, and I mean, he powerful. loves his bike, and I'm nervous. He wants to race bikes. I'm like, please don't. But uh, he loves his bikes, and I'm like, oh, it's uh, something's happened here. He lo- he loves bikes, so but it's cool. We you know we use a little Strider, and we just ride around together. But it, it is, and I think having you know been you know my, he's almost three, uh, another one, uh, Freya's you know seven weeks old, and I, I think that's a real appreciation. And really kind of gives you that purpose as well around life is having kids. So, you know, that's been amazing too. So that's, you know, and my wife, Ali's been an absolute legend too. So she, she, uh, she helps a lot without her wouldn't be here today either. Cause, uh, you know, she, she takes a lot of pressure off me to stay focused as well. So yeah, it's, uh, but if there's anything, it's, it's, it is, it's believe in yourself. Don't, don't, don't I give love up. It. I love it. So. I love it. Cause it is, but there's so much, so much value in, in that. I know, I know you've summed it up in probably a five minute conversation, but I think yeah. if people, well, it was re- a hard question. Like pe- shit, the it, legacy it, of if, it. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, but, 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 but no, because I think, I think too many people are, are scared to ask those hard questions that make people think in depth about yeah. themselves. And I, I know yeah. I don't want to be known for that. I want, I want to get, I want to get people to think not, 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 not in a bad light. I'm not trying to trip people over. I'm just trying to get people to, you've got, you've got knowledge from like 10 to 15 years of, of graft in a, in, in a brand that's gone from retail to e-com. And I want people to not only understand the journey of what you've been through to get that, to get to you where you are at the level you're at. Yeah. But I want people to understand of, okay, if there's one fundamental piece out of all of that, that you've got to give them back, that that, that is it. And that's what I want them to understand when they leave this podcast. Yeah, so that's that, it. That's, that's it. Drop your socials on here so that, so that they can follow you and the oh, brand. Yeah, I mean, my, my socials is Jason Daniel with two underscores. Um, I'll, I'll link them up as well. In the, yeah, um, and then our brand is at LSKD across both Facebook and IG and our website's LSKD.co. Wicked, mate. Wicked. And thank you very much, Chase, for, right, your, for your time on the podcast, mate. Thank I really you, fucking appreciate it. That's honestly. Right. Thank you. I appreciate your time. It's been no, awesome. No, 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 man. I, I, buzzed, I buzzed off this conversation. Yeah. I've been buzzing about doing this <laughs> conversation. I want it to happen. We've made it yeah, happen. Thanks, brother. And uh, I look forward to seeing this new factory and warehouse. Yeah, you're coming down for a session yeah, on the yeah. train. For sure, man. For sure. And guys, do me a solid favor. If you, if you've got as much out of this podcast as we have sat here spitting it, if you could like it, share it, put it on your socials, um, drop, drop us both a message on Instagram. Let us know how you thought about how we did in this podcast and if we've given you some value. We'd both appreciate that, me yeah. and Jace. So like, uh, yeah, thanks. And thank you very much for your time. Much love. Thanks. Don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee podcast.